Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me as usual and taking the reins today is astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria, and her topic today for episode 144 will be writers. And as per usual, if you want to follow along with the visuals, go to cardinalastrology.ca and under the actually podcast tab, my website's a bit of a mess right at the moment, it's episode 144. So welcome, Jill. Hello. Hello. And you have a interesting series, six of them. Wow. Lots to... I didn't know how many, and and it was just sort of a, I mean, there's so many writers you could look at. Just kind of went through and went, well, that's an interesting person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of or read at least one of their books. (laughs) (laughs) Good good choice, good choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, And I won't claim to be all that knowledgeable about any of them. And I have, you know, as, as usual, I, I just like to look at the charts and see what, what, see what's going on. Yeah. So and what, yeah. you know, we're talking, we talk about our fates or whatever being written in the stars. Well, you know. yeah, let's see just how much that's true. Okay. So I am going to uh, do the happy share and get that all set up and I want to make it so that it's a little bit bigger, which always gets me into trouble, but hey, why not? So we will start with Margaret Atwood. Alphabetical orders. <laughs> there you go. Simple, easy peasy. Yeah. So, and as a shout out to the folks who are just listening. So we're starting with Margaret Atwood. So I'll just give you a brief outline of her chart. So she is a Gemini rising, which totally makes sense with being a writer. Um, Her sun is in the sixth house in Scorpio. Her moon is in Aquarius in the 10th. And this is in the Placidus um, uh, quadrant based system. Uh, That moon is very close to Mars. Um, Her Mercury and Venus are in the seventh in Sag. And it's stationary. Yes. Uh, Saturn is in Aries uh, in the 12th, along with Uranus, and that Saturn is conjunct the south node. Pluto is in the third in Leo, so she's part of our generation. Chiron Mm -hmm. there is also in the third house in uh, Cancer. Who have I missed? Um, Yeah, that's sort of the, oh, Neptune in the fifth, which, hey, yeah, why not? I you mean, do need an imagination and creativity. You do. You do. Yeah, I think what, what I noticed first of this about this chart is the, the yachts. Oh, yes. Yes. So in, in the modern system, they include the 150 degree aspect. And yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, this is quite unusual to have this many and they are con- connected to each other. So her son at 25 Scorpio is in conjunct. Saturn at 25 Aries, yeah. That in turn is in conjunct Neptune at 25 Virgo. So not even you know within a few degrees, but the same degree. Exactly. That's very close. What we call yacht because it's two in conjuncts joined by a sextile between the Sun and Neptune. Right. So yeah, that create that you know links up her 
sun in Scorpio in the sixth, which is, you know, her work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What she does on a daily basis. And Neptune in the fifth, which is creativity. It's in yep. Virgo, so attention to some details as much as Neptune can do. But then Neptune's drawing on Saturn in Aries, which Saturn gives a little discipline to the whole thing, which Neptune wouldn't do. So yeah. But it, and a yod, and a yod is often called a finger of God. So it's yes. Kind of, and what yeah. it's pointing to is that Saturn in Aries in the twelfth. Yes. So confinement and. Uh, well, and, and also, you know, modern times, we considered it, um, you know, a self-reflective, like in the sense that you withdraw from society. Well, there's that yeah. and, and the subconscious as well. Yeah. So probably yeah. drawing on subconscious stuff. At one, in one of the things I was reading, um, it said that she's, she said she's related to a witch hanging survivor so like when they were you know yeah killing doing off the, killing off the witches back when this woman they tried to hang her but she survived and she claims to be related to this or you know yeah it, her relationship relationship somehow from this person and apparently wrote a poem about it or whatever but anyway so i don't know maybe she is drawing on some kind of like south node past life yeah yeah, in the modern vernacular, totally. That would be no. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. And then, like you say, there's another yod. And the other yod, which is interesting, it con connects the other light, her moon, mm -hmm. also at 25. And again, it's pulling on Neptune and yeah. Saturn. In conjunct Neptune, sextile Saturn, and Saturn is in conjunct Neptune. So you've got these two yods connecting the lights. The yeah. Sun and moon, which are squaring each other at the same degree. Yeah. You know, so that gives an inner stress of sorts. Uh, well, and, and it would be a dynamic that um, once you set it in motion, um, just because they are all of the same degree. So anytime, you know, the 25th degree of any sign, because yeah. she's got one immutable, one in fixed, uh, two in fixed and one in cardinal. So that 25th degree, which seems to me right now might just be, well, yes, the, yes, this yes. <laughs> yeah, the eclipses definitely touched off the 25th oh, of sun. Yeah. yeah. Well, her husband died in 2019. Yeah, yeah, I remember before some of that happened, but yeah, that was. I mean, they were together a very long time, so yeah, but yeah. The, but in terms of her as a person, the sun and moon when they're squaring, and I know this from <laughs> my own chart, uh, it's an inner sort of pull because you've got yeah. these two lights that kind of need to work together. They're the two basic parts of you, who you are. Yeah. And yet they're at odds with each other. Yeah. Right? Um, Scorpio is is fixed water, and and uh, Aquarius is fixed air. So this, there's the stubbornness, but there's also just the there's tension. One, one wants one thing, one wants the other, and they don't work together easily. No, you actually have to choose to figure it out. If you don't choose, then there is this dichotomy within you, um, which could trip you up. I would think. And I suspect that some of her writing may be just like therapy. Yes. Yes. Trying, trying to sort that out. Yep. 
right? Yeah. With all those yods, that's yods are not, they don't have the same tension that the square does, but they're no. But they do have a discomfort to them. They are totally, totally. The square, what I've always said to people is what I like about the square is it's in your face and it's obvious. Whereas it's the yod is, or the 150, it's like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you're looking across the circle, but you're not looking straight across. You have to kind of angle just slightly and you get a crick in your neck or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's, un it's uncomfortable. So it's a, it's a, it's an aspect of adjustment. So I yeah. think, I think, you know, to me, like, especially with Saturn in the 12th, being part of both yachts, I think there's, there's a piece of trying to work out her stuff through her creative process. Work. Yeah. Now from yeah. a Hellenistic way, because the moon's up there in the 10th house. Yeah. Um, and so from a Hellenistic point of view, what jumps out to me is both that sun and Saturn, of course, are ruled by that Mars and that Mars is in that last degree. Yeah. And so he's not terribly functional. No, um, in apples, terms of being able to yeah. support, you know, one of the major cornerstones of these yards. Yeah. 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 No, it's, you know, and, and Moon Mars are two very different energies, too. Yes. Yeah. No, that's not a happy combination. Moons, moons are sensitive, you know, <clears throat> nurturing, yeah. emotional side. It's in an air sign, so it's not all that comfortable. Yeah. It made more uncomfortable, I would think, by Mars, who is very, yang energy yeah hmm. you got the most yin energy with one of the most yang energies <laughs> yes exactly wearing the other yang energy so yeah. yeah yeah there's actually well yeah except for jupiter and the sun yeah the rest are fire and air um i'm just trying to see there's no of the traditional planets there's no earth no yeah. no yeah which is it's just neptune <laughs> yeah which is like it's like <laughs> Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not really well, your grounded uh in Taurus again, which is not exactly steady. <laughs> yeah. If you're honest. Uh, but you know, she's getting her Uranus coming around there too. Yeah. So I know the first time I saw this chart, of course, what jumped out at me was that Mercury was stationed. And <laughs> Um, that, you know, whenever a planet stations, that always sort of draws attention to it. And this being, um, you know, the ruler of the ascendant, um, then that the way the mind operates is, is, but it's interesting, though, because she's put it in the seventh, which is um, the mind really doesn't turn on unless it's in relationship to something. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it's also in Sagittarius, which is very, you know, fiery mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, she's very prolific for sure. Yes. Um, and conjunct Venus, which is interesting. So gives her, I think. A, well, she started with poetry, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She writes a lot of poetry, which is, again, Neptune in the fifth. Neptune is poetry, music, etc. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that that Mars, or sorry, Mercury and, and Venus in Sag. Sag also has to do with you know publishing and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ruled by Jupiter, and yeah, but a lot of stuff in the late degrees, right? Yes, yeah. Even her son, it's opposing Uranus, so she's not a calm kind of person. No, 
No. A lot of uh, unresolved stuff here, which I think is probably what she's trying to do with her writing. Yes, write it. Yep. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that, you know, with that Neptune in that oddball place of being in Virgo, um, having, uh, you know, it's the exaltation of Mercury. Um, it's the fall of Venus because Venus is exalted in Pisces. Um, you know, it, but it pulls those together. And then, of course, Jupiter is actually quite well placed. Well, and it pulls them together too because Mercury yeah. rules Neptune and not yeah. Virgo. Yeah. And, you know, it sort of creates a connection between Ju uh, Mercury, Jupiter, and Neptune. Yeah. In the, you know, Mercury disposes of Neptune, but then, you know, Jupiter and Neptune, are, or Neptune disposes of Jupiter. So, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, so the, if we, if we take, um, you know, sort of the uh, freedom piece that mm -hmm. sad fire, any kind of fire energy requires, um, but having to parse that through, um, you know, what are all the details of what it actually takes to be free? And, mm -hmm. you know, in that Handmaiden's Tale, um, yeah, it's, it was all about whether the women were free or not free and to what extent okay. and yeah, like, she, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and also Pluto in the third, it's, it's about power dynamics. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, in a and community. Pluto? Yeah. In a community. Well, but writing, writing. about power Yes. Dynamics. Yep. Third house. Yep. Um, and in Leo, of course, because it's a generational thing, but interesting that Pluto and Eris Mm -hmm. warrior goddess yeah that's the only aspect pluto has in this chart oh yes in, in the way it's depicted it looks like it's trining but it's out of sign and i don't count that but it, by, by degrees and signs it is trining eris yeah whereas now they're squaring each other so, hmm. mm -hmm. so that's you know it's just really interesting that how that plays out yeah so i she's exploring that whole power dynamic and what it means for women and standing yeah. up what women having to be warriors of sorts and yeah moon mars yep yeah so yeah, yeah a very interesting chart and I, as i say i think primarily her, her writing is probably as much about her own therapy as it is about and, yeah. and she apparently started writing when she was six like wrote her first wow play or something or well with given the moon mars and the sun moon square uh writing without having it go public in the beginning would have probably been the only way she could actually say what she needed to say yeah and also mm -hmm. um what's it gonna say sorry never mind <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Anyone else>? <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, um, shall we move on? Yeah, sure, there's a few to yeah. cover. Yeah, there is. Okay, Lewis Carroll is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't know Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, times, the time on Margaret Atwood, according to Astro Data Bank, is, uh, is accurate. Yeah. This is not this, as 
not so much not so much interesting though we've got that sag piece again yeah yeah Yeah. and moon right on the ascendant yeah which i think is the you know because he wrote well he wrote a lot of stuff he was a mathematician as well right not just a you know and he did you know he made up word puzzles and all kinds of things yeah uh, well i'm noticing right away that saturn trine mercury you know so word puzzles and yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah um and um yeah and but he did have apparently a very strong interest in children (laughs) Mm -hmm. um there's chiron in the fifth yeah he also did did photography i mean he did a lot of things he's one of those all-round guys um, but he particularly liked photographing young children, young girls, actually, mm-hmm. naked. Yeah, weird. Yes, wow. Yeah. So that's, you know, not... But the, that moon is trying in Pluto in the, in the fourth, so... Right. Yeah. We make of that as we will. There's no way of knowing what exactly that means. Mm-hmm. But certainly, um, yeah, moon and Sag, uh, looking for freedom. Yep. Needs to feel free. Yeah. But he had a very strong religious. Yes. Oh, Sag Rising. Yeah. Religious uh, background. Yeah. Saw himself as a real sinner and all that stuff. He had a very bad stutter, apparently. Oh, wow. Mars, yeah. Mars, Mercury, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Hmm. Mars, that's Mars, uh, Venus in the first. Oh, yeah. But I meant Saturn, Mercury. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is a trine, but but possibly an authoritarian dad or whatever that yeah, because apparently um the other children in the family also tend to stammer. So <laughs> ah, so a fourth house, a genetic thing. I didn't think or, that or or you know can come from fear of you know. You know, in, in that that story though of Alice in Wonderland, um you know, you wouldn't think that Neptune would be in Capricorn for something like that. No, I know. I know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but Venus, know. well, I guess maybe Venus, Mars in Sag. There could be a, um, let me just. Um, uh, Mars rules that fifth house of creativity, for sure. Yeah. Um, but what I'm thinking is there could be like a fixed star that is having a say in what's happening here yeah yeah i don't haven't looked at those yeah Very well and, and i the only time that i do is when i go huh <laughs> you know about what we know about the person and i look at their chart and i can't quite see well and because we don't know the time is true necessarily true. what we're seeing yeah uh, that could explain some of it in terms of houses yes exactly you know, we, we have yeah. sure. Um, Uranus South Node, that's interesting too, with um is. yeah. Yeah. Uh, with what you know, sort of revolutionary, yeah. What's well, coming in through that? Yeah. Yeah, not fitting in like he mm-hmm. he really wanted, you know, to be a you know a good person and please God and all that kind of stuff, but there's part of him that well. Mars, Mars, Venus. I mean, I, uh, back in the day, I, you know, whenever I would see that, I would just kind of go, wow, I bet that person knows how to have fun. 
<laughs> you know, in pretty much any sign, right? You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, it's badly afflicted, which in this oh, particular case, uh, sort of from Saturn. Yes, sort of from Saturn. It's, it's uh, semi-squaring, uh, I guess, that um, south node in Uranus. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that would sun, 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 I think, and anyways, it's semi-squaring. Yeah. Sun and, and north, south node, I think, is what it's semi-squared. Yeah. You know, that, you know, that's not as, as big an aspect as a square, but it can still be problematic, yeah. especially involving the personal planets like Venus and yeah. the Sun. And from a Hellenistic point of view, um, of course, that Saturn is the malefic that is not of the sect in favor because it's a night chart. And so that Saturn is in um, a, you know, literally in a 10th house position to, um, you know, the moon, Venus and Mars, which are, you know, that's team night. Yeah. And so the malefic is over doing an overcoming square to all of that. So we're you know, the world is probably fortunate that he took out most of his strange ideas into words rather than literal. Yeah. yeah. Mathematical <laughs> puzzles and stuff. Yeah. But also, yeah. From a Western perspective, Saturn is retrograde and intercepted in Virgo. Yeah. Which yes. Yeah. Virgo can be, you know, very, very, uh, you know, it's not the fun house like no. Leo's on the cusp of the ninth, but. Virgo is intercepted in there. It takes yeah. a lot of that ninth house. And, you know, that's ruled by Mercury, which is in Capricorn. Yeah. So yeah. Mutual reception there. But yeah. So there's that very strong um, moral, mm -hmm. religious yeah. overtone that, that is, you know, like very authoritarian. You know, this is, yeah. this is God is the sort of vengeful god or whatever yeah and also in like in the ancient um scenario it um ninth and third represented <clears throat> uh the ninth was the god and the third was the goddess mm. right so it can it does have ninth house does have association with authority figures as well yeah. you yes. know especially vis-a-vis -vis religion and and saturn politics. is all about authority right yeah mm -hmm exactly he he yeah. he yeah that's that was very and he you know he was he was from a family that was very strongly religious very anglican and yeah high anglican um you know that's a very it's as close to catholic as you can get pretty much right yeah. um and also your saturn is in conjunct uranus yes you know oh, to, to the degree almost degree. yeah almost to the minute um and he is a, he is an aquarian so yeah that's not an easy that's, that's difficult again we have yeah. income, which is very uncomfortable he was yeah. not no, which, wonder, no wonder he stammered i mean yeah no wonder the world you know like if people are wondering well what would that be like well we've been living with it for <laughs> yeah. we're not done with it in the current world right now that's saturn uranus yeah not easy and, energy and and Chiron is is squaring the nodal axis. Oh yes, and yes, Uranus, yes. Well, Uranus and the Sun as well. In, yeah. In this uh, in Taurus, 
in the fifth. So again, maybe he's trying to work out and do some healing through his creative pursuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's again an interesting chart, and and you know, yeah. I think you don't get uh, writers coming from a, a background where everything's easy and they just true, true. Yeah, they 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 have yeah, they are working stuff out through the craft. I think very often if they're yeah. inter- if they're writing interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you've got that Pluto in the fourth, which is a pretty intense. Family. family dynamic yep and it's in yeah. of course at that point and yeah that's that's pretty intense and it's squaring mercury as well yeah so yeah um so i, I suspect he's trying that to would listen. that would add that kind of uh, you know you he was pairing um an idyllic scenario with some pretty dark stuff in that story Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and that would be that Mercury square Pluto. Yeah. And a lot of it, I mean, you know, he did write, you know, nonsense, what they call nonsense rhymes, but because he was this genius mathematician, right? He also, you know, I think a lot of it was sort of encoded stuff. Probably. Yeah. That, you know, like there's the, the character of the dodo apparently was him because of his stutter. Right. And, you know, and his huh. yeah his his original name is not Lewis Carroll that's his pen name right it came from him trying to say his last name which of course he would stutter over oh yeah and so you know there's that kind of thing so I think he you know yeah he was trying to work out some of that stuff through yeah reading about you know and even uh, even his fascination with the young girls in making Alice the the heroine in the story right and yeah what she goes through you know it's pretty yeah. pretty weird stuff oh it is it was very much so yeah okay let's move on where we have a half hour but that's okay, okay if we don't get to them all <laughs> agatha christie we don't this, get to them all we don't but yeah you know, that's okay yeah this woman was prolific yes she was and yeah Another, unbelievably you know, again somebody i at least I'm familiar with some of her stories because yep. I haven't read the books. I've seen, you know, they've made so many movies and TV yes, shows. They so, have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting character with Mars perched on the ascendant there. And, yeah. Crime and, writing. Yeah. And it seems to be an accurate time. So we'll go with that. And uh, and it's squaring her son. Yeah. The Virgo son up in the eighth house with uh, Mm-hmm. Saturn is in the eighth. It's not conjunct the sun, but it's up there. Yeah. You know, so eighth house, I mean, mysteries. <laughs> mysteries and crime and violence. And, and the sun rules the, the eighth house. And yeah. it's a Virgo, so it's trying to figure out how it happened. Yeah, who done it? Who done yeah. it? Yeah, who done it? Yeah. And we've got wow. Pluto, Pluto in the sixth, and it's conjunct Neptune. Yeah, and and that is you know trining mm-hmm. that moon like that's a that's an amazing grand air trine right it and is. so the element air is yeah. once you once you turn a grand trine loose if it has some kind of discipline ergo Saturn in Virgo which is perfect that's right you can churn out a lot of stuff with a grand yeah. trine with yeah. with a grand trine you do need a square or or some other yeah. aspect more difficult aspect to harness it 
keep it moving because otherwise the energy can go round and round and round and yeah. round. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it needs, it needs something. It needs a release point for yeah. it. So, yeah. So it releases through Saturn that gives some discipline and, you know. Yep. And then of course you've got that Chiron Jupiter as a definite release point. Yeah. And, and, you know, Pluto and Neptune are in, in uh, Gemini. Well, exactly. In that generation and they're, you know, fifth, sixth house. So pre bridging the creative and the, the work thing. Um, yeah. And, and like you say, trining her moon up there in the ninth, mm -hmm. ninth house of publishing. She's got sad rising. <laughs> She's got, I think she did some of her own publishing, didn't she? And the other leg of the grand trine is Jupiter, you know, yeah. so, you know, Jupiter is a natural ruler of that Sagittarius ascendant. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the fact that she got published, not surprising. Yeah. But very prolific, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's Jupiter too, got lots to say. Yeah. And um, and Mercury up there trining as well the um, the node. Yes, the node. Yeah. Trining so at the bending. Well, no, not at the bendings, but trining. Yeah. Yeah. Trining. And trining the north node, which is the better yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. And Uranus up at the mm -hmm. the mid heaven. Well, yeah. I think it was um, her whole crime writing thing. I think she was one of the first to really blow that whole genre and make it, you know. Sort well, of and especially for a woman to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. In that, you know, this is back in the eighteen nineties. She was yeah. born, born in eighteen nineties, so it's, you know early nineteen hundreds you know, women were not. No, know. they, they definitely had to go I mean, by I, pseudonyms normally, have, but. Women represented in the six charts here, but you know, there's way more men writers. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Published, uh, maybe not uh, more, but published. Yeah. And, and Mars is very uh, closely sextiling that Uranus up there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you know, that's a very energized kind of. On the 10th. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 She tapped into an audience, definitely. Yeah. And the ruler of the 10th, which is the sign on the 10th is Libra. Mm. The ruler is Venus in the 10th. Yeah. In Scorpio, which yeah. loves mysteries. And it's, yeah. in con it's in conjunct that Neptune Pluto. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, let's, let's write mysteries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, she would, she would have been very good at it. That's Saturn and she's sextiling Saturn in Virgo. So yeah. Her, she has the attention to detail, which she wouldn't necessarily have with Sag rising and, and all no, that. No, no. Gemini yeah. on six and sevens, but yeah, she's able to put her nose to the grindstone and get work done. So yeah, yeah, interesting chart. And then you know, again, mm -hmm. there's one in conjunct. You know, with, yeah. And noticing that we seem to have, and you do need difficult aspects, I think, in these yes. charts to figure yeah. out what they do. Yeah, to do the productivity. Yeah. Ah, cool. Okay. So next up, we have Charles Dickens. Yeah, well, again, who hasn't heard of Charles Dickens? Who doesn't like the Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, talk about a, um, yeah, a long-lived um you know, and there there are people that speculate that charts 
of people like this that they remain operative even when the chart owner is no longer with us. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is the thing. Time doesn't begin and end. You know, I mean, you can look at a chart before the person's born. Yeah. What led up to it, and you can look at them. You know, the chart. What's happening after they've died, especially if they are somebody who's prominent. Yeah. They pop up. So, so where is that longevity? I guess fifth house Aquarius or Jupiter, just Jupiter up there in the 10th. Yeah. 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 Not I losing see. its appeal. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, you know, he captured something with that. He's got moon and Neptune conjunct in his third house. Yeah. And so, again, Sag. That's interesting. Sag again. Yeah. So we've got this imagination and Virgo rising. So again, some attention to, you know, yeah. work, the work ethic and details and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Mercury and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. right? With so, Saturn, co-present with yeah. Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the fourth house. So, you know, and, and his life did inspire a lot of, you know, he had some hardships early on and, you know, the family was very poor and, you know, conditions during that period were not fun. That's what he writes about. Yeah. He was trying to shed light on just the plight of, you know. Yeah, the poor. Poor and how society was set up for the rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All of that good stuff, which hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, no. no yeah, exactly. so, which is, again, why it's... it's Timeless. Yeah. Kind of because it hasn't changed we we can look at it and go damn that's still happening come on yeah <laughs> what's with that mm -hmm. so yeah you know i think there was there was some anger about it he's got mars and aries in seventh yeah um, well and he would have ruffled feathers because um you know hellenistic that would be open enemies like oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and he talked about that sort of in his stories too yeah yeah yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, because it really was the poor people against this, you know. Yeah, bureaucracy of wealth. Powerful, wealthy people that controlled everything. Yes, yeah. still do. Um, you know, we're still still dealing with that. They they have a good. They do a good job of that sort of thing. Yeah, not, not to our benefit. And I, and the the in conjunct here is Mars to the North Node, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, de dealing with the the, the the part of life that pe people didn't want to see, really. Yes, 12th house, yeah. You know, and, and exposing it, bringing it out there into the light of day. Yeah, in is, Virgo, which is, yeah, like the first house. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's got Gemini on the 10th and Mercury and Capricorn down in the 4th. So drawing on his own experience in his yep. young life and pulling it up there to, you know, Put it mm -hmm. out. Put it out. Yeah. And, and Jupiter is trining Chiron in the sixth again. You know, working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and relate and a lot of people can relate to the wounding that came from that sort of thing. Yes. The yes. lifestyle and the, you know suffering that people went through. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you've got um, Venus conjunct Pluto in the sixth. Mm -hmm. you know Pisces can be yeah I, I guess sort of that victim savior mm -hmm. persecutor theme yes yeah it can be yeah and you know and pulling on the south node there in the sixth house as well in his work 
Yeah, so interesting chart as always. It's uh, and and Saturn is squaring that Mars in the seventh. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's fighting. And again, him. you know, this is a night chart, so that Saturn is not going to do him any favors. Well, um, no, and they are that yeah. sort of Saturn Capricorn. That is the powers that be. Yeah, you know, and and that's yeah. what he's fighting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not okay what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one gets the feeling that you write your chart. <laughs> well, I think you as with everything, you know, you you this is the lens through which you perceive life, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I always see it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you were to hold it up in front of your face, that's what you're looking through, right? It's uh, <laughs> That this is, you know, because the things that are out there in the real world are not what they are, they're how we perceive them to be. Exactly. Oh, from yeah. our experience, right? Because yeah. it's an individual thing. So, yeah, I mean, yes, he's expressing his own life and a very heavy emphasis under the horizon as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it very personal. It's yeah. very personal, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And yet in the more outer, outer signs. And yet, you know, that um, moon, Neptune, that also speaks to, you know, the wishes and the hopes. And, you know, because that story does end on a reasonably happy note. Where oh, yeah. Really- oh, yeah, I love, <laughs> yeah. I love it when Scrooge wakes up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and but also not, not just that, it's the uh, timelessness of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, universality of yes. the themes, right? Yeah. I think that's Neptune and Sag just. Yeah. Conjunct the moon. Yeah. 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 From personal experience and, 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 a, and a, with an emotional appeal. Mm-hmm. Because who can't relate, right? Yeah. Well, maybe those. And, and the literalness, too, of what Scrooge goes through is that uh, moon, Neptune, square, Mars, Pluto, or Venus, Pluto, you know, transformation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, he, he wrote on, he wrote, he was very prolific, too. He wrote a lot of, mm-hmm. but they're all quite dark, I think, you know. <laughs> so far. <laughs> no, I think they, they because, because of the time he was living through. And yes. What, what was happening people you know you had the debtors prisons you had all that other stuff and that's where the stories tend to be set you got all yes. the rest in the you know the horrible orphanage thing and yep little dorrit who's you know grows up in a debtor's prison <laughs> you know it's just yeah 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 it's uh yeah there's that square yeah yeah and neptune squaring venus pluto yeah yeah yeah, so. Yeah. And I'm going to write about it. Jupiter in Gemini in the 10th. I'm going Pulling to both, those, to both that. Up. I'm going to bring it out to the world. I'm going to make yeah. them look. Yeah. 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 There's somebody who lived his chart well. I think so, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think and personally a person would go, but I could have had a nicer life. <laughs> Well, he's got Uranus in Scorpio in the third as well. And I think, yeah. you know, he is trying to wake people up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Take them with, with what's dark and underground yucky stuff's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Our next 
1.2% George Orwell. Wow. When I saw this chart, I'd never seen it before. I was just like, oh, yeah, look at that eighth house. My God. Scorpio rising. And Scorpio rising and Mercury, Pluto, you know, trying that saturn oh my good and again we've got an air grand trine for a writer duh yeah. and involving mercury and in involved, gemini yeah in the air signs so yes yeah uh, wow. yep you know, a lot to say and yeah. so you know again it's obviously standing the test of time yes a lot of people reading particularly 1984 these days but yeah you know, just again exposing. Yeah, know, power themes. Eight the house. Power, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Being the power dynamic, and yeah. and it's not a good thing. <laughs> People need to wake up to it. And Moon Neptune conjunct in Cancer. Yes, again, Once, yes. Triple. Ah, conjunct. that's interesting. One Neptune Moon. You know, two, three, four degrees of Cancer that's that is a that's a new moon that you know sometimes when we're doing our monthly right um you know i'll see uh you know a new moon or a full moon or an eclipse or whatever and i'm always thinking to myself who's coming in right yeah yeah and this is this is almost well it's at the bendings this is the square to the nodal thing that was happening that year well it's mars yeah, that's yeah. the main aspect for those three planets. Yeah, exactly. Is this is square to Mars, which is you know the, wow. the, sun, the sun might be okay with that, but the Moon and Neptune yeah, definitely not. <laughs> well, Mars it's a day chart, so Mars is the malefic that you got to be careful of. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fortunately well, it's casting a ray back. So it's not quite as difficult as if it was reversed. Let's say, right. you know, you had uh, that threesome was in Libra and Mars was in Cancer. Right. Yeah. The overcoming square is always way more difficult. Yeah. And the moon's in its own sign. Okay. Yeah. So it has dignity and it, it'll do fine in the waters of Neptune. Uh, because cancer circuits themselves have an imagination that's a mile long. The sun, yeah. sun and sun has a creative aspect. So that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite comfortable there too. Yeah, yeah. And it's ruling the tense. Yeah. So it's bringing that again, that sort of timeless story, because unfortunately it's still going on. All that <laughs> you know, our our yep. stuff. You know, it's hasn't gone away and in in a different slightly different era and different angle he's not talking about different stuff than dickens was yes no exactly exactly same old, same yeah. old. come on let's let's change this for crying out loud and and you do have the in conjunct between pluto and chiron chiron oh okay yeah i see that now and he, he died quite young. He was not a healthy man at all. Oh, that also oh, the Mars is, well, it's in its fall. Um, although I have Mars actually very close to that position and it's in its fall because I'm a day chart. Um, so that doesn't always bode well for- No, for, but the sun, the sun Neptune is very sensitive and yeah, yeah. you know that can be really 
tough on the body. He smoked yes. a lot, which I'm sure didn't help help his health at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Mars rules the sixth house of health. So yeah, and it's cusping. It's right on the cusp of the twelve. Yeah, yeah. So in in um, traditional, that Mars would be in the twelfth of self undoing. And yeah. when yeah, when the ruler of the ascendant is in the twelfth then yeah health is yeah yeah not good not good yeah. so yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah so but he wrote some pretty interesting stuff we got uh, jupiter in pisces also in the fifth mm-hmm. so again the creativity is he's got a lot of creativity this guy yeah yes yeah well yeah moon neptune Creative vision, you know yeah Creative well. vision um because that neptune rules and he made it dramatic especially in 1984 i mean when people listened to that radio show they thought it was real yeah oh that was that was war of the worlds that was that was hg wells war of the worlds oh okay wrong guy wonder what his chart has (laughs) yeah no the big brother thing yeah sorry yeah into movies more than once and animal farm as well it's the same you know the themes of power okay yeah. yeah. Oh, so he wrote Animal House. Ooh. Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Oh, yes. That's yeah. not that's not a pretty story. None of them are pretty. They're dark. I mean, they're very dark. Well, yeah. Mercury goes yeah. in the eighth. Yeah. It uh, is in the eighth. Yep. Yeah. It is in the eighth. These are very dystopian, dark um, stories. Yeah. yeah. He's seeing what's really going on. He's seeing below the surface. That's Mercury Pluto. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he's telling us about it. <clears throat> A lot of people don't want to look at it. <laughs> it's like you need to, you need to look at it, and you know, and, and of course Pluto is squaring that. Um, wait a minute, yes, squaring Je- Jupiter in the fifth. In the fifth, yeah, yeah, and uh, well, and that, and it's such a, it's a dignified Mercury, um, and you know, I've I in client work that I've done over the years if I get a client that comes in that has mercury pluto I'm just like oh dear <laughs> because to satisfy that mind well oh, you, you just can't do it right oh, you know oh. they they drain you dry and then they go what do you mean that's all and you're just like yeah. <laughs> I need I need deeper <clears throat> exactly exactly you haven't excavated far enough yet yeah yeah yeah. No, truly. And so that's what his Mercury is doing. It's going yeah. as deep and dark as it needs to because there's there's a lot of shit to do out there. <laughs> and he's doing it. Yeah. 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 No, so, exactly. So exactly. yeah. And um, and yet you've got Venus up there and, and Leo in the tenth. <laughs> I think that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, so was he ever married? Did he do, did he do relationship? I can't remember now. I didn't, um, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. the, the stories aren't really about, well, no, they are. Animal House yeah, oh, yeah, is, or always, Animal Farm was definitely about relationship, but not of the personal kind, like the intimate. But there is in, in 1984, as a fellow the, oh, they're okay. Protagonist does, you know, meet a woman that, but you know, I mean, that's really difficult because you can't meet anybody in that. You're under constant surveillance. And yeah, you're not allowed to meet people. And yeah, sounds and like China. 
Yeah. So, you know, and we're facing increased surveillance worldwide. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. They want to, they want to surveil us 24 seven under our skin. God, I just, it, it drives me crazy because my life's not that exciting. (laughs) Why would anybody want to (laughs) watch anyway, whatever. Okay. Our last one, Aldous Huxley. Uh-huh. Well, again, it's a, you know, there's a bit of a theme here, I guess. He's, he's looking his you know, wrote Brave New World. And, yeah. You know, that's another dystopian kind of story. Yeah, definitely. Well, whether it's predictive programming or, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, huh. yeah. Yeah, he, well, he was, yeah, he was actually, he was part of the eugenicist crowd. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, he 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 yeah. thought we should eliminate a lot of people. Yeah, no, so there was a lot of that going on back then, and he was part of that that group. There was a, quite a lot of famous people who were part of that movement. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, again, you know, thinking that the elite, huh. the elites are the only ones who should inhabit the planet. Yeah. Yes, aren't so good. So yeah. Um, and so. yeah. So in what that what's interesting about what you've just said is, in a Hellenistic model, that moon, which is you know exalted in Taurus, is would be in the eleventh house of a whole sign chart. And yes. so yeah, the moneyed people would be his audience. Yeah, the people who have the power. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah. And that's that squared to the sun again and, and pulling uh, in Uranus. Yeah. Uranus and Scorpio again. We've got Uranus going through Taurus now. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, the story is still re- relevant that he. Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, you know, one of the advisors to the World Economic Forum is going on about, you know, well, the people, you know, the useless people, we could just drug them and keep them entertained. Which is kind of kind of the theme of which um, would only work if you house them and feed them and well, the rest, the, you know, they don't want too many of them. They just want the few that they decide they will have that they uh, yeah. they will you know. Basically. It just seems like a lot yeah. of work to me personally. Well, it's about it's you know like, to try to control it all right it's about control that's you know oh, i know i know but to me control just sounds like a lot of work i i don't pretend to relate to it at all but that's where they're coming from and of course he's he's born during that uh pluto neptune generation yeah which is perched on his ascendant too yeah so again that yeah so speaking to the times yeah yeah and also to that idea of you know eugenics and yeah only the perfect people should be alive and the rest wow yeah that's there's you know that's not a new idea yeah oh no i'm sure it isn't it's a horrible idea but it's not a new idea (laughs) no it's not now and his son and leo in the third um maybe a little ego involved here Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uh shrining his north node up in the 11th Oh, yes, 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 I see that. So again, appealing to his audience, which is the Leo-type people, (laughs) the the kings and queens (laughs) who see themselves as kings and queens of the world. That's right. And and interesting that Venus is at 
zero degrees test. Yeah, that's that world access point. Yeah, yeah. I always think it's interesting when that pops up because you know, yeah. there's a, you know, probably gives it a lot of longevity and a resonance worldwide. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And Venus rules his. Well, um, and we've got you know, there's quite a lot of dignity here. Like Mars is dignified um saturn is exalted the moon's exalted the sun's happy yeah huh yeah yeah no well i think he came from a fairly well he obviously he came from a very privileged family mm -hmm. which is why he had the perspective he did you know mm -hmm. um you know his, his whole family thought that way so he thought that yeah. way. and so it goes right that's what carries it on yeah yeah, and Saturn is trining that Neptune Pluto. So yeah. it's yeah. sort of supporting that whole idea of the establishment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I can see in this chart, I might take this chart to my uh, weekly Zoom group because I'm curious. You've got both malefics, both malefics are dignified where they are, um, but they're opposing each other. So who wins in that? And they're squaring Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'll, I will. If there's anything comes out of the discussion that it prompts, I'll, I'll let well, everybody know. And that Venus, that that zero degrees Cancer mm -hmm. is squaring the nodal axis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Aries, you know, which we'll yeah. be backing up very soon to the zero point there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, you know, very interesting stuff going on. Interesting. And we do have in conjuncts once again. Yes, you do. You do. I see and that. And in conjunct Pluto. Oh, and the Chiron. Yeah, again, that 19 degrees. And yeah. 19 degrees is um, sort of very specific in terms of Hellenistic. It's, um, yeah, it's... a yeah 19 degrees in aries i think is the exalted position of the sun okay yeah and the sun of course is in its own sign yeah. but yeah that 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 chiron in virgo in at 19 is in conjunct mars up in the 11th so yeah you know there's yeah 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 there's yeah. that he's you know again the tension you know, yeah that uh, uncomfortable must do something about this yes yes yeah well, we do well i'll write a book about it and tell them how to how to deal with this situation yes yeah yeah we just yes yeah yeah well um, it you know <laughs> um anyway yeah <laughs> yeah this you know it's interesting. In, in a perfect world in a perfect world yeah yeah and of course he's got uh he's got aquarius up there on the tent yeah yeah, offset quite a bit. So in a um, in a traditional, that would be the ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but so that's whenever the MC floats to the ninth, then you know it's very much about doctrine and worldview and um, yeah, yeah, the way things should be and yada yada yada. Well, and also in yeah, it, it, the Aquarian thing fits with his theme, yeah. the brave new world and yeah. Well, what it proposes this really yeah i wonder if Anne Anne rand 
Is that her I, name? I, I wonder if she was a contemporary of him. I don't know. I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I hear. Well, she wrote Atlas Shrugged, Atlas which was basically a um, anthem to capitalism. Yeah, no, I think there's there's yeah. a great many of people who who've risen to prominence like Huxley and yeah. you know, George Bernard Shaw and I mean, a whole lot of them that yeah. were part of the eugenicist movement. <laughs> H.G. Yeah. Another. They were all proud yeah. of them, the eugenicist society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, that hasn't gone away. It, no, it hasn't. <laughs> it's changed names to make it seem less threatening, but it hasn't gone away. No, so, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ha, huh. well, guess what? We've used up our time. We've well, done really well. We got through them all. And um, <laughs> as I was saying, in uh, on the website, oh, yeah. the there is her, you know, she she captured a bunch of bio on each of these writers. And if you click on it, you will get a very readable three-page piece um, that is also up on yeah, uh, they're very the brief. Yeah, but still, you know, they'll give some background data yeah. and yeah. Yeah, so not sure when this is going to air, because whatever. <laughs> Life has, you know, I mean, at least we know we don't take ourselves too seriously. So, yeah, anyway. I should never take life too seriously. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay, folks. So, anyway, when this does air, we appreciate that you have listened yes. to another episode of Astrology Today with Jill Kirby and Maureen Reed on the Cathet Community Radio Station, which is 90.1 FM in the Sunshine Coast, in the Kahaman region. And we'll say bye.